Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. It is just before 8 a.m. here on a Saturday morning. And why am I so jacked up? It's because we have a ton of tennis in store. We have the resumption of the Novak Djokovic Rafael Nadal match. And we also have the women's uh, Wimbledon final uh, between uh, Serena Williams and Angelique Kerber. So uh, Nadal Djokovic are playing for a spot in the finals against Kevin Anderson who went through a marathon session to say the least against John Isner uh, playing uh, just under seven hours of tennis and a fifth set that would not end Uh, which I mean that fifth set went well over two hours you know it's insane how much uh, actually I think the fifth set went over three hours now I think about it but uh the fact that it was you're going into the mid twenties just to round out a fifth set, uh, just incredible uh, feat of endurance. Now, granted, neither uh, uh, Isner or Anderson could actually break the other guy with a winner. I mean, that was the one thing that you could clearly see. It was just more of a matter of fatigue to see which guy was going to collapse. Uh, but in this matchup between. Nadal and Djokovic, I mean, it should be a classic. Just the fact that, you know, you had Djokovic uh, prevail in the uh, third set tie break uh, to go up two sets to one. You know Nadal's coming back in that fourth set. I can't see this match not going to a fifth set just because of how competitive Nadal is. Uh, And, you know, once it gets to five sets, the fact that both guys got some rest last night, I mean, I'm not sure if they slept all that much uh, given what's at stake here. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're going to see quite a bit of high-quality tennis. Uh, I'd be shocked if this match uh, did not live up to the billing that it got because there's only so many times you're going to have two first ballot Hall of Famers uh, just going head-to-head at, at this stage of their careers. But uh, it should be a very interesting match uh, nonetheless. Uh, then we've got uh, the women's final with uh, Serena and Angelique Kerber. I know everyone thinks it's a coronation for Serena, but I, you know, I'm not entirely sold on it the way other folks are. So, uh, you know, besides that, I mean, you had a tremendous Wimbledon tournament already because of some of the matches we had. I mean, you had Federer go down to Kevin Anderson, uh, which was a a shocking result, but Anderson played his ass off, in my opinion. You know, you got to give him credit uh, for the way he dispatched the Federer. Uh, he didn't have that exact same level of play against Isner yesterday, but he had just enough to take care of Isner. And the the Dal Del Potro match, even though it won't get talked about that much because it happened in the quarterfinals versus uh, the semifinals or a final, 
that was a finals quality matchup between those two. I, you know, just got to give a ton of credit uh, between uh, Del Potro and Nadal for putting on uh, quite a show uh, for the fans because uh, that was so far the most entertaining match of the tournament already. Even though Isner Anderson was something to behold, uh, the best match of the tournament thus far has been Del Potro and Nadal. But, you know, we'll see how it pans out in comparison. Uh, to uh, the remainder of uh, Nadal Djokovic because uh, that is definitely going to be uh, interesting coming up here. So uh, I'm going to bring my dad on the line uh, just because of the fact that uh, we've got tennis to talk about and we also have uh, the uh, World Cup going on. Uh, you know, obviously England getting bounced out by Croatia put a damper on things because people are were absolutely jacked up for the possibility of England playing in the final tomorrow against uh, France. And you know what? It didn't happen. Uh, Croatia wanted it more in the second half. I felt uh, England was way too passive after they scored that initial goal by Trippier. Uh, And I thought they kind of uh, ended up uh, putting the screws to themselves more than anything else. Because in the second half, Croatia really took it to them and England seemed to be on a little bit of panic. And once Croatia scored, it ju- you know I didn't feel the sense from England that they had any uh, chance of uh, like rebounding. I think it, it, it did truly feel like they were going for penalty kicks, which is insane because to me, England should have had the legs to actually see that one through and, and get the extra goal in extra time. And instead, it ends up being Man- uh, Mandzukic uh, who comes through for Croatia. So, uh Definitely a missed opportunity for England there. But uh, without much further ado, I'm going to bring my uh, dad on the line so we can uh, talk some uh, tennis and uh, World Cup as well. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there. But uh, it should be a good day of sports, folks. I am most certainly excited for what it's, it's about to unfold. So, Callie, if, here's, here's, the, here's how I look at it. With third place games, they mean absolutely nothing. But if FIFA really wanted to fix the system and get people to care and actually make this worthwhile to watch, what they should actually do is tweak the rules so that uh, whoever finishes first, second, and third, they automatically qualify for the next World Cup in four years. That would actually make the third place game worth watching. Like right now, this is just like the most shameless game imaginable because the players don't want to be there. The coaches really are only managing for their job just so they can uh, they can save face with the board because they didn't win the, t- uh, the t- title. So the coaches really don't want to be there. The fans are really there because they, you know, the ones who stick around is because it was cheaper for their flight to stay in a few more days rather than just go home that early. But, I mean, you know, the the whole I'm coming home memes have finally ended. But, like, in terms of people watching in pubs, they're still so depressed about that loss to Croatia. And they should be, by the way, because they choked that game. They, 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 England had more than enough chances to win that game on their own if they make some individual plays. Okay, that, England, England, uh, it, it, it was, that was about the rules I said, because uh, England... England scored early, and that is, you know, you know, you want, you want when you, 
wherever you, you play, the thing you get is a, a, a good start. And they score early. And they never capitalize on it. Yeah, well, that was, that was the thing about England that uh, uh, threw me off was the fact that they had such a good start that, you know, realistically, you would have thought that, okay, we're in business, folks. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, ratchet up the, a little bit more pressure and get that second goal in. And instead, England kind of went into park the bus mode. And while that can work for a team like France... England isn't really that – they're way too young of a team. Like, And I get it. The France team is young too. But where France has uh, their experience is uh, more on the defensive end uh, with uh, the back line, and you got a guy like Conte. England doesn't really have those kind, uh, kind of players uh, in, in terms of that team. So to me, the, the biggest issue that Gareth Southgate made tactically – was the fact that they pulled the reins back too early in that first half and tried to coast their way through, and that yeah. to me was the biggest issue. And for the entire second half, I mean, going to the the last five minutes in this in the in the second half, England was really just grabbing on and holding on and praying for the end. Instead of trying to get the the goal to, to win it, they were just you know when that final whistle blew, England was the most relieved team on the field. Well, yeah, because the, the team the team was heartbroken, but at the same time, they had nothing left in the tank. No, nah, no, nah, they were done. They were done. But but that was, I, but that, was just, that was part of the problem. They, they spent so much time that, defending. You know. Um, that they'll get a second win in the extra time and, and do something, they didn't do shit. They didn't do shit. There was, I don't think there was anybody who thought that England was going to win that game midway through the, 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 the second half. Yeah, no, that, that just uh, way overcomplicated things for England. Uh, hey, right, I, I, me, to me, by, by the end of the first extra time, England was telling itself, let's hope it goes to penalty kicks. <laughs> I, I think that's it, because I don't think it, they, they, they could do anything. The, the biggest problem out of England is ball possession. They were losing that ball. I mean, one pass, they lose the ball. Uh, at best, two passes, they lose the ball. I mean, they were losing that ball so easy. That you put that the among the touches that Croatia is getting, there's no way they're gonna hold them off. You can't give aside that much touches. Uh, and they 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 are horrendous with their ball possession. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, 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 uh, but you know, for. The folks who were saying this is a monumental disappointment, yeah, it is a disappointment because England will never have an easier road to the final ever again. Look, you got to look at it two ways. It's like to say to say it's a monumental disappointment would be an understatement. That this team did much better than we thought. Yeah, yes. Granted that 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 
when the World Cup started, you could have made some good money if if you'd say uh, um, Indian is going to win the you betting on Indian to to reach the semi-final. But you can't look at it that way. The way you got to look at it is how the cards fell for them. Everything fell in Indian's favor. With those, the Germany and, and those big teams getting knocked out. Everything. I mean, you couldn't get it to line up. If you were fixing, <laughs> if you were rigging the World Cup, you, I doubt you could get it to line up as perfect as it did for England to get a chance to win a World Cup. It, 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 mean, is, it is it is it is hard to imagine. It's, it's, it's the ultimate fixes in. It's it's hard to imagine you know, how it could have gone better. If that had happened for 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 Russia, if what happened to India and it happened to Russia, and it's not as easy as as, as they think, you would have said that Putin rigged it. Yeah, but <laughs> Russia still had to beat Spain and all of these teams. Yeah, they did get by them, but it 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 it, it England, every single team England face, they should have beaten. Yeah, there's no reason England shouldn't be in there today. I'm telling you, if, if I would have said if Russia, if things had break how it breaks for, for Russia, I would have said Putin doing something. He didn't shit in the water. I don't. I don't accuse him. And let 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 me be clear. I still think that Croatia somehow managed to dodge a bullet against Russia. I don't know how those Russian players were able to move around with no issues compared to Croatia, who looked like they were dying on that field. But like something was up with that Russian team. I don't know what 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 if they do any drug testing post World Cup, but something was up with the Russian team. Because I, that, that I, Croatia I, match will never... I'm not never... sure the World Cup does anything. I'm, I'm not sure. I'll be lying. But, uh, I mean, yeah, but because I doubt, they, I doubt they actually do. If I'm an English fan, oh, yeah, I'm saying that this, it's, a, it's a freaking disaster. Because for how the things broke... Jesus Christ, this guy, he was still driving a fucking truck. I don't know. You, you can't average the space. Yeah, the, for the way all things broke, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. I, I, when, I, when I saw what was going on, I'm like, hey, wait a minute, you know, England could end up reaching the final, you know, because that group is so easy, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone got another chance like that. Literally, the only thing yeah. I can see that trips France up because. Yes, uh, Croatia has Modric in the midfield. He can cause some problems. But the speed of Mbappe, just get looking how much Croatia's back line struggled against Sterling. I, like, Mbappe's going to shred that back line. Uh, I'm... Well, yeah, I... I don't know. I, I, I think the... It's Sterling, to me, it's Sterling. The biggest problem I have with Sterling is his ball control is fucking atrocious. Because <laughs> yeah. the wrist speed, the way he ran out and stuff like that, 
There's a lot of balls he get to and just can't control it to, to, to get to put it away. Yeah, no. If he, he had a good first touch, he would score a mint of goals with his feet. No, he, he can't. He just he, str- he struggles uh, mightily controlling balls with his left foot, which is part of the problem with his first touch. More often than not, he has to uh, do the, do a first touch with his right foot. And, you know, sometimes when you're running full speed, you need to control the ball for your left. It doesn't work if you try to control it for your right. And he tries to force the issue, and that's what his biggest problem is. He needs to be able to learn. The, uh, and, you know, you think it's crazy at this sta- level of stage that he got this far without actually – being able to do some of those technical aspects, but it's true. It, you know, his ball control, he really can only do it with one foot. Yeah. And that, that's his biggest problem is ball control. Because yeah. that's why he ends up clashing with the goalkeeper on them because he, he doesn't have the ball under control. So it's always like a 50 50 ball. Yeah. Instead of him being in control and just picking it away. Yeah. You know, but uh, I think what, you know, the, the, like, after, although I was telling them guys Thursday, I said, I never know which, which French team is going to show up. Sounds like a way of, you know, I, I, I have no idea. Oh, well, because was... I still remember that game against Australia. Yeah, they ended up winning the game. But yeah, they, they can turn it into a yeah. No, it, 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 yeah. no, it's a fair point because France has been remarkably inconsistent uh, because that game against Argentina could have easily uh, uh, flopped the other way for Argentina the way yes, France was playing. Yes, they, and, they, you know, if they, Argentina... Let me tell you Once you play against France, all you got to do is look. The door is always open. They always leave a door open. Yeah, they always leave a door open. That's the one problem I have in France. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, 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 I'm watching here because the Wim, Wimbledon matches started up again because uh, uh, obviously Nadal and uh, Djokovic couldn't finish the game uh, uh, last night uh, before it hit eleven o'clock. So this nonsense started up where. They, they they started that match with the roof closed because it was dark already by the time the Easter match, which we'll, uh, we can talk about that later, but that Easter match was ridiculous. The fact that neither one of those guys could break the other one for over three hours. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on a second, hold on a second. I'll talk to you about that. Yes, Let me see what's going on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it was just one of those things where it, it, it just turned into uh, an absolute farce. They gotta do something about about some of these players. It's not this guy. I mean, them fucking guys can't get a winner if you train them. <laughs> Every fucking it's not probably on the record for 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 longest games. He has the record. Oh no no he he, know, he 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 already, he already had the record. I mean. You remember a few years ago? Yeah, yeah, no, they, uh, oh, believe, believe me. Like I, 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 I've watched... Nine fucking hours. No, 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 no. Callie, Callie, you're underestimating. You're not giving them credit. That game Isler had with Nicholas Mahu. I watched that game for at least three out of the 11 and a half hours it lasted for. 
it, that was the most ridiculous Wimbledon game I could ever remember watching because I'm looking at it and I'm saying, how can neither one of these guys find a way to break each other? Because all they keep doing is serving, they return it, and it's a flat return, and then they hammer a winner past each other. It's like they can't actually come up with a decent return. And the same thing happened yesterday. Yes, I understand you're both great servers, but you got to figure out something. Hey, Throwdown Nation. Are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Stroud have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. You know, it's one of those things where it happened again yesterday where neither one of these guys could find a winner and the match kept going and going. Because I'm like, okay, it's 12-12. Okay, it's got to break here. 15-15. Okay, sooner or later. 17-0. And I'm saying to myself, oh, boy, this could go into the 20s. And sure enough, it's like you're going into the, like the, the 50th match of the uh, of the fifth set. Yeah, because, because at Wimbledon, at Wimbledon in that last, in the last tiebreaker, it's split and it's finished. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, those, those guys, you know, if you got to figure out a way to fucking retain a silver or break us something, you know, can't just play like that. Well, it, you it, know, it, 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 it's, it's fucking boring. Well, well, the, well, the, well, the part of the issue is that, you know, the, the crowd was on, on its heels for any sense of a possible break chance. So I was like, as soon as, soon as it was like, it was like a love 30 situation, everyone's starting to stand because they're like, maybe we can finally take a bathroom break. Uh, it's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But it's it, absolutely ridiculous. But, but now, because of how that game ended, it, it stretched out the Nadal-Jokovic uh, match, <laughs> so it had to play with the roof closed to start. And so when the game uh, 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 takes a pause after... Uh, the third set uh, tiebreaker with that Djokovic one, you know, they they had they had to resume the game for uh, early this morning, so that's why Serena's match is is going to be delayed today. But you know, instead of actually having an, a set rule as to what the procedure is, apparently they asked both players whether or not they wanted the roof open or closed. Th- that's got to be the most asinine thing. It's barely eighty. It's barely in the eighties. That roof has to be opened. It, it, it's 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 going to be hotter in there with the roof closed. This doesn't make any sense. So now you got a Wimbledon semifinal being played with the roof closed the entirety of the match because Djokovic doesn't want to change it because he's winning the match. Nadal wanted it open uh, because so he could have a little bit more wind uh, effects to play around with. But it, you know it's. It's not comical because I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, how on earth could Wimbledon put itself in this situation 
the tournament that prided itself on being where we are the true outdoor tournament. And we've got a match with the roof closed because they didn't write in the rule. Uh, to me, to me, unless it's raining, unless it's raining, I think tennis supposed to be played outdoors. You, you understand what I mean? Yeah. No, unless I, it's got rain, if, it, if it's night, I just put on the lights and play the roof open. Well, 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 well that's, roof. My, my, that was my thing with Wimbledon. What My issue with Wimbledon was they could have installed floodlights but because it, it's it's the all uh, the all England club is so pompous, they don't want floodlights like they have uh, in the uh, for the U.S. Open. They, they they think it looks tacky, so they they argue that okay, we'll finally install the roof because you know for the days we have rain, and then we'll just use that instead with the indoor lighting. Yeah, but but the, the, so, look, let me tell you something. You gotta be kidding me. To me, to me, roof. No, I agree with putting the roof because tennis is played in the summer, and summertime you got fucking rain out of the blue. Yeah. Okay, so I don't mind putting a roof on, but I don't want to see that roof closed unless it's fucking raining. Yeah, yeah that, I, the I, thing I, I like about the U.S. Open. They just play a lot of night games, and they play the night games at the fucking roof open. You know? Yeah, to me... You don't want to be having the fucking roof closed. It's not an embarrassing, you know? But it's like, you know, but this this is, like, ridiculous. It's 8 a... Well, it's, it's, uh, well, it's just after 8 a.m. our time. Uh, over in England, it's, uh, it's just after 1 p.m., but it's like Djokovic has already got the towel because it's hot as balls out in there with the roof closed. This is idiotic. Yeah, it's something else. Uh. So yeah, you 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 got this match going on where you know this could easily drag out two hours. So then you're gonna have a scenario again where Serena is gonna go out there for her match against Kerber. And we could be in a situation where the roof is closed the entire day on center court because they they, they, they decided to play with the roof closed to start the day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's something else. That, that, that's stupid. Because if you're telling me, if you're telling me you want to follow tradition, then the roof's got to be open. Yeah. If you're a traditionalist and you don't want satellites, then you can't want a clean roof unless it's raining. Yeah, so so basically, well, you can't. Nadal just got an yeah. early break, and Djokovic just got his break back. So th- th- this four set could drag on a while. Uh, th- that that's why I'm looking at this. I'm saying the the length of this uh, the length of this game could easily influence uh, what goes on with oh, yeah. Serena's game yeah, because going in the next game. Yeah. because because I could because the fact that Nadal is got a, uh, got a, got some rest. I would be shocked if he doesn't push this to a fifth set against Djokovic. And again, with those guys being able to get a rest, that fifth set can drag on for a while since it can't go to a tie break. I, like, now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There is no way Koba should allow Serena to be there in a final in the shape that Serena is in. 
Look, uh, Wednesday, we had a, a hangout. And, you know, we watched the World Cup and things. So every day we're talking about things. And we all came up with the same thing. It's the fucking money. These guys, you know, you know like, 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 like somebody say, you know, the kind of money that some of these basketball players are getting. Well, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we're just talking about that. It's the, these guys, are, and same thing with the women in, in tennis, if they, if they just got, they get so much money that I don't think they really, it, 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 because, you know, one of the problems is, when we don't lose, they're making a mix. Yeah, the, 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 with, with the, I think a lot of it has to do with the advertising money. It's not just the show money; it's the advertising money. Oh yeah, because look, don't don't forget. Um, um, what's a good what's a good name again? Um, the Russian player. Um. But for the only reason people don't know hockey players. Oh oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, oh wait! What? What? My my uh, Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. Kornikova never won, never won anything, and is a multi-millionaire. Yes, yeah. Because she made a ton of money. She didn't actually make a lot of money in the tennis because she never won. But yeah. Man, I tell you, they 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 doing something by the cyber this year. It's jammed. Yeah. yeah, but she made so much money from advertising, the magazine, the modeling. So, but that's one of the problems with, with, with things now. They can make a lot of money, especially, you know. Especially if, if they're white and and and, and look good, yeah, you know. But but it, it was one of those things where you realize that this is the epidemic of uh, sports and millennials because uh, you had you had a yeah. you had a scenario where uh, uh, last year I think it was I can't remember if it was the U.S. Open or the uh, or if it was Wimbledon itself, but like one of the Australian players. Uh, Tomic, he he said it's like you know it's not fun anymore playing tennis, and I'm like, this guy is barely 25. What do you mean it's not yeah. fun? It should be your job. Yeah. You're not even. What do you mean? What, what do you mean you're not having fun? It's like you know what you 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 thought this was gonna be a, a just like a walk in the park the entire time for the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, the, one of the problems, one of the problems people don't realize, um, I heard Samples talk about this one, is that people don't, don't realize, you know, they always, they want you to win, but they don't realize that when you win, in order to keep winning, how hard it is. You know, because wins don't just come, people, and that's what I think happens to millennials. People think wins just come. They don't. They did. 
you got to be shot all the time. You know? Like I said, that's what was remarkable about how Tiger was. He played so often and won so much in that space of time. Yeah, and somebody says, well, I think that's going to happen again. You may not never see that happen again. The, the speed in which he won and how often he used to win. You know? I mean, there, at one point, Tiger is winning a major every fucking year. At least one or two every year. That don't happen. You know? So, it's, I mean, when's the last time Phil won a major? Yeah. I think the last time Phil won a major, Tiger was still winning majors. Since Tiger finished, I don't think Phil has ever won a major. Uh, I I I don't think so. I I I I, no. I, th- I think maybe I mean, one, maybe I mean, one, I mean, but like I I got I got He hasn't because I think what's the last major he won? I think it's a British Open or something. He he he, he did a surprise thing, you know. But yeah, he, he hasn't won anything, you know. So it's 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 when you're talking. Uh, I, 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 I'm with, with, with some of these people, you know, I, I, and like I say, but Sharon Pover won, but all the time they talk about Sharon Pover, she only got five, she only got four majors, you know. Yeah. Because the last time she won that French Open and the very big thing about the career grand slam, I mean, there's only four fucking titles you've won. You know? And she's been there a while. Yeah, no. She's been there a while because I remember that window down when she broke out and she beat Serena. You know? And Serena kind of like was pissed off and like said, you can never ever beat me again. And she beat her every fucking time she runs off the court. Fifth second, Nadal just broke uh, Djokovic again late, so uh, th- th- this definitely looks like it's heading to a fifth set. But um, yeah, I, you know, I, I look, I look at it, and I'm saying to myself, tennis has to be very careful right now uh, in terms of how they're developing their young players because they absolutely need somebody to break out. But uh, the case in point is that there may not be another breakout star because. You know, they made so much money that it's like some folks may not like the the drive may not be there. I, I'm I'm hey, I'm very much. If if you think there's gonna be another Tom Brady, where where those young quarterbacks, you know, is gonna be fifty forty and doing those workouts, I think they're not gonna do that shit. They're not doing that. I'm telling you, you can see these players and. Now, in football, a lot of it is going to be based on health, right? 
Because a lot of these guys gonna be looking at you and saying, uh, why should I put myself at risk to do so and so on? And I, I can't be against them for that, you know? But other than that, I mean, it's, it's, oh, wait, oh, you just have too much money. Oh, uh-oh. You uh, know? The, the, the doll's about to give up his he break could, and put this back on serve. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of it is the money that they make outside of the game. You know? I mean, look, with all the time they talk about Beckham and how much money he wants from the Giants, it's not like Beckham's had up some money. Though. He's got that fucking shoe deal on it because a mint. Yeah, no, Be- <laughs> Beckham's making a, is the highest paid player in terms of advertising in the NFL. Yeah. I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, folks are carrying on as though Beckham should absolutely never step onto an NFL field again until the Giants uh, give him a new contract. But He's not, he, not going to do that. He, he's going to play because he's, he, 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 he's going to hurt himself money-wise too much because once you play in, you think, I mean, his jerseys are selling like fucking crazy. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's exactly why he's going to play. It's because of the advertising and the jerseys. They still want those OBJ jerseys, so, uh, you know, he's going to be out there. Yes, yes. I went by models the other day. I was looking, uh, uh, I was looking for uh, sneakers. You know, so I'm walking looking for sneakers and shit. Uh, but I'm not paying. I'm not paying. You know, I, I keep telling people my absolute top price for sneakers is forty bucks. I'm not paying them kind of. We- well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Modell is probably one of the worst places you could have picked to go. <laughs> well, we lost Cali, but uh, the doll just uh, uh, managed to serve out the fourth set uh, uh, after winning a t- uh, a challenge uh, with the Hawkeye system. So we're definitely going to a fifth set here. So it's gonna be a toss up. So I'm gonna take a quick break to watch the rest of this match and. Uh, Come back to finish out the rest of the show. All I can say is after that, men's semifinal is wow. Uh, Novak Djokovic prevailing over Rafael Nadal in the match that took over five hours, uh, including the uh, play of uh, yesterday and about two and a half hours today. So, I I mean, Djokovic has got to be exhausted, but... uh, you know, he still can't be in worse shape than Anderson after playing uh, basically seven hours. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, but uh, it's still uh, pretty incredible, uh, the match that we just had, uh, an all-time classic between Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal. Uh, Djokovic prevailing in the fifth set, 10-8. You know, basically had every run of emotion between both players. Uh, Djokovic openly questioning whether he was going to pull this one out uh, at certain points. I mean, you you definitely could tell that he really wanted this uh, one uh, just to uh, prove that he was truly back and on top of his game. Uh, For Nadal, I mean, it's it's disappointing because, uh, you know, he is getting up there in age, uh, but uh, no shame in 
the defeat he had. I mean, Djokovic just played out of his mind with some of the shots he hit. Nadal had his chances, just missed on a couple of winners here and there. But, you know, all in all, I mean, both guys uh, played an incredible match. Uh, and I would still say that Djokovic deserves to be the heavy favorite coming into tomorrow against Kevin Anderson. Like I said, Anderson playing that many games against Isner. The second day, I mean, the Dom's effect has to be so brutal for him uh, tomorrow. I I'm not sure if he wins a set tomorrow. I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, I I'd be pretty surprised if he won a set tomorrow. Uh, just because I, I got to think uh, the lactic acid built up in his arms has to be uh, like immeasurably painful. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I, I would say Djokovic is without question a heavy favorite here. And uh, most likely what you're going to get is uh, a case where uh, you see Djokovic win in straight sets. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, uh, we, we get a good matchup uh, here, though. Uh, I, I am always hopeful for a nice uh, men's Wimbledon final. That's always a fun thing to watch on a Sunday early morning. But uh, uh, we'll see. But uh, we got an absolute classic of a match between Djokovic and Nadal. So if you did not see it, uh, I'm sure ESPN will be airing that. Uh, usually they have the replay of uh, Wimbledon coverage uh uh, on the weekends as well, so uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll see what they show, but um, yeah, just an incredible uh, matchup. Now, coming up next, because Wimbledon does not end here, folks. That was just a resumption of a prior match yesterday. We actually have the ladies' final between uh, Serena Williams and Angelique Kerber. Uh, you know, a lot of folks have already penciled in this in as number twenty-four for Serena. Uh, you know, based off the conversation uh, you heard between myself and my father, uh, we definitely think a bit differently. Now, I don't want folks to think that we're bashing Serena, saying that she's out of shape. That is not what we're saying. So, anyone try to come up with that inference, you're dead wrong here. And I'll put it to your plate. I'm not talking that kind of nonsense. What I'm saying is, is the fact that it's clearly obvious with the surgeries, uh, Serena had post-delivery uh, 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 for her baby Octavia. You know, that uh, that amount of work that she had to do to get back even into this final is incredible. But if you're telling me that this Serena could beat the Serena in her prime, you're kidding yourself. Uh, I mean, there, there's no question that Serena is not fully on top of her game physically. Uh, you know, she can, she can still hit some power shots, but... When it comes to the lateral movement, it's still lacking compared to where she has been previously in her career. So I definitely think that some of those demons can play a role in this matchup, especially with the layoff because of this matchup here earlier. Uh, I definitely think that could play a role for Serena today. If Kerber, you know, you know, I, I don't know what to say for, for the women's test, but just shows some courage and be, like actually dictate some of the points uh, with uh, returning uh, with her return game. I definitely think uh, you can get to Serena. Like Serena looks vulnerable to me, and my dad pointed that, that that out as well. It's it's just the lateral movement is not there right now. So if 
Kerber can hit some passing shots. Just get Serena moving left to right. I definitely think uh, Kerber's got a chance in this one. Uh, you know, the odds makers have Serena as a minus 200 favorite. I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's a bit high. I'm not saying I would put my money on Kerber, but I will say that the bet here for me personally is the uh, number of games played. Uh, they've got uh, it set at 22.5 as the line. Uh, the uh, uh, under 22.5 is even money. The over uh, is at a mi uh, minus uh, uh, 110. Me, personally, I'm taking the under here because, uh, per uh, personally, I don't think Serena has the gas tank to go a full three-set match if Kerber's actually playing well. If Kerber's playing well, Serena is going to drop set and just try to conserve energy. So I still think uh, you can have a set where uh, uh, this ma uh, match goes quickly. So I, I, I look at it a case where, you know, People are thinking it's going to go to a third set. I think uh, it's more likely that uh, uh, Serena conserves energy. But uh, at the end of the day, I kind of look at it as a case where Serena, if she's going to win this, she's going to win this one early and quickly. If Kerber somehow prevails, to me, I think it's because of the fact that uh, you've got a Serena who is struggling and I don't see Serena uh, being able to put together a three-set match here. I just don't see it happening. Just from how she's uh, been looking in her matchups, to me, this looks like it's it's got to be a two-set match either way. So my my money would be on uh, betting the under. But uh, we'll see uh, how the uh, the matchup plays out today. I'm I'm very curious, but I I would say uh, I would uh, definitely say that the under. Seems to be the more likely scenario. And uh, over on the, the third place matchup side, we've got Belgium going uh, being ahead of England that they scored early. You know, again, it's the most pointless matchup in the World Cup. There's no purpose to be played other than just FIFA greed. Because at the end of the day, you know, what can I say? It, it, the third place matchup means absolutely nothing for the players or coaches involved. This is just uh, FIFA being FIFA, but uh, and trying to squeeze more money out of uh, the tournament. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, you, you know, if I'm England, it's a missed opportunity. If I'm Belgium, it's also a missed opportunity. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, these are just not teams that you would associate with being in a World Cup final. So. Uh, it, it's just one of those circumstances where uh, they're just going to have to learn to accept the reality of their situation and make the most of it. But uh, uh, that's going to do it for the show today. Uh, I'll do a little bit more on uh, in my next episode covering uh, uh, the NFL for fantasy purposes with my rankings. And I'm also going to start taking a look at the English Premier League Fantasy League uh, uh, just to kind of give uh, my initial thoughts on how the Premier League is shaping up for next season. So uh, stay tuned for that one, and have a wonderful day, everyone, and uh, enjoy some uh, World Cup uh, uh, tomorrow between uh, uh, France and Croatia, and, of course, the Wimbledon men's final. Take care, folks. <laughs>
It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll I'll take Giselle, okay? (laughs) Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position.